Those women, those women were like, were like oh. I've been working in this hotel <laughs> my with rich guys this whole time and this hooker came along and now she's wearing a necklace that costs more than eight times my right. salary. And they're like You're listening to TV Tangents, a retro TV podcast. Hey. Pretty woman. <laughs> Welcome to a movie tangent. We haven't done this in a while. No, that's true. We haven't done this in a while, have we? We haven't done a lot of things in a while. That's true. Hmm. That's true. Life's crazy. <laughs> a Pretty Woman was a movie directed by Gary Marshall and released in 1990. I did not know that it was directed by Gary Marshall. That's I didn't amazing. either. I, I also felt like it was earlier than 1990, but I guess. The only reason I didn't think that it was earlier is because of the amazingness of the soundtrack and oh yeah i have like one of the best soundtracks ever and when i was watching it again recently i was like okay i remember now why i always think that um and one of my favorites is uh, the reason i knew this age appropriately wise or year appropriate was wild women do and they don't regret it yep. when she's out shopping so we played that part where they just say that part of the song wild women mm-hmm. do and they don't regret it mm-hmm. and then it goes into the song we played that at the beginning of our basketball yeah. warm-up I tape would, in high school uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. i remember that i love that okay my favorites on the soundtrack let's just jump into the soundtrack let's do it let's do it since we're already singing um because i did listen to the soundtrack over and over and over again Mm -hmm. fame 90 Mm -hmm. there you go right there says the year the movie was in um that was like when that song came out was like one of my favorite songs Mm -hmm. it's a great song yeah by david bowie sorry um tangled by jane wheatland it's a beautiful song fallen by lauren wood yeah great song and it must have must been have love by was on the radio all the time. That's, That's one of my all-time favorite songs because of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't hear it that much. They don't play it that much. On no. I listen to a lot of old stage. You know, on my in my car, I listen to old old music. And I say old like when we were growing up, eighties, nineties, <laughs> and uh, yeah, old. so ten years old. And I, you know, you just don't hear it. And then when it does come on, you're like, oh, is it Pretty Woman? And I did that actually recently with somebody else before we were even talking about doing this. And they're like, yeah, Pretty Woman. And I was like, see, that's what it's, that's what it's all about. And it makes me realize how important the music is in this movie because Mm -hmm. the music makes you feel the feels. Yes. Because they do the montages. Yeah. Like the fallen montage and it must have been love. And it's like this is what you're supposed to be feeling. Yes. Because maybe if they took the music out, it wouldn't be the same. You mm-hmm. know, it wouldn't be like... That's true. It wouldn't have the same impact. Yeah. You'd just be like, okay, she's just walking away. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's just riding in a car. Right. She's sitting there. Yeah. But she's riding in a car and Fallen is playing. And yeah. you're like, oh, oh no. Man. She's losing exactly. him and she's known him for six days. <laughs> it can't happen. It can't happen. It must have been love. Obviously. Yeah. So, so true. Great. And there's other stuff on there. I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers are on there. Mm-hmm. It's a good album. It really is. Good, good one back when we used to listen to albums. Oh, yes. So, let's get in our time machine. Ooh. And go back to see the movie in 1990. Let's do it. It opened on March 23rd, 1990. So, in Nebraska, 
where we live, it's either like 20 degrees outside mm-hmm. or it's 75 Absolutely. or it's snowing or there's a tornado. Mm-hmm. And if it's snowing, we'll go see it at the mall because then we can be inside. But if it's nice out, we'll go to Indian Hills um, because they have a, like the biggest screens in Omaha. Mm-hmm. So movie tickets at Indian Hills are like four twenty-five. Oh, nice. That's that's the expensive theater. You remember that yeah. was like fifty cents more mm. than the mall, and we were like, yeah. "We'll only go to Indian Hills if it's worth it." True. We want to see it on the yeah. biggest screens. Yeah, most of them, yeah. Either at the mall or like the twin cinemas that there would be around. We just had the two little theaters where where your friends work, and you just sneak in the back yeah. door. Or was yeah. super close to our house, so my mom always took us there. So yeah. Uh, we can stop at McDonald's on our way and get a Big Mac for $2. Oh, I was going to say like 49 cents or something, <laughs> wasn't it? I can't remember. Well, Big Mac is, you know, that's the special That's thing. true. That's pretty Pro- I think cheeseburgers yeah. were 49 cents. That's cent. true. <clears throat> so this, um, this story was originally much darker. It was a comment on class and prostitution in L.A., mm-hmm. but when it was given a bigger budget, it was rewritten as a romantic comedy. And Julia Roberts' character was addicted to drugs mm. and had to stay off cocaine for a week. And they did film the scenes of her. Like, she had um, her drug dealer who wanted to be her pimp, or I don't know if he was a, her pimp in the original cuts. Um, and then there was an altercation between him and Edward in a club. Oh. And that was really interesting. And she was doing drugs, but... They cut that out and instead had her do dental floss. Yes. <laughs> Which is interesting because she's very much a clean-cut prostitute. She so is. And and she's and, pretty, like, newbie, vanilla, naive. Yeah. Like, she hasn't been doing it that long. And I, I'm sure I didn't feel this way when I was 15 and the movie came out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, later on I started thinking, why is she a prostitute? Mm-hmm. She is, like... So clean cut. Yeah. Like, no shame on sex workers. Right. But she is not... Like, she's small town. Mm-hmm. She's clean cut. She's, like, flossing her teeth. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just don't see it. It's like they had to clean up both characters to make them likable for a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. But maybe they cleaned them up too much. Because too much. it's also not believable to me that Edward takes over small companies. Yeah. Because he's such a nice person. Yeah. To, like, he's not looking for a prostitute. Yeah. But he picks one up. <clears throat> right. He's too, it's like he's business-minded, but already seems too nice. Yeah. Has a so, heart yeah. yeah. So I was like, well, he's taking over companies and, yeah. In a ruthless kind of way, they make it indicate. So maybe, maybe just this one seemed ruthless because you kind of liked the old man. But I don't know. Maybe he's just taking over companies, and it was more like they were actually in trouble, so they were good with it. So right. it wasn't so ruthless. Yeah. But you're right. I think they kind of niced them both down yeah. so that it would be, that you'd be like, oh, sure. another in love. Sure, you have to want them to be together. <laughs> yeah. So I get that. Because it's super cute, and of course it's, yeah, definitely not uh, probably any kind of logical situation that would really happen. 
um, just because of everything we just said. But yeah, that she's so much more clean cut and nice and she's, and he can tell right away just by the way she talks and the way she does things. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's it too. Like again, the dental floss and he's like, very few people surprise me. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, most of them shocked the hell out of me. And it's like, that was what he was expecting. Oh, she's clearly doing drugs or whatever else. Not thinking, oh, she's that clean that she's going to floss her teeth right after having something. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, most of us do do that anyway. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? Um, yeah, I, I know that people today are very down on the movie because it's like not very feminist although it is kind of feminist but also because it is ridiculous yeah but we wanted it to be ridiculous yeah. because that's what rom-coms are right and it was very like everything was going to be like her happy ending in the 90s too mm -hmm. so that's like the, the start of that was like yep let's just make it a happy love story let's just do it that's why I watch movies mm -hmm. because exactly. I want it to be a fantasy that's yes. fun Yes, that's the way it's supposed to be. And it is very sweet and romantic. Yes. Because you, when Vivian is first... So Julia Roberts, of course, plays Vivian. And she is... In the beginning, when you see her, she's getting ready. And then she goes down to the street to meet her roommate, Kit. And they're talking about where their rent money is. And then they're ready to work the night. You know, mm -hmm. So they're out on the street. And then they have the conversations with whose corner's whose and all those different things. So they give you like that little, but she's still kind of like the mama bear because she's like, you spent our rent money on drugs, Kit? What are you thinking? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. But they're doing everything they can to survive. And you can kind of tell too, that's just, you know, Kit's like eating the olives out of the bar thing <laughs> as her snack because she can't, you know, she needs food. Yeah. Um, well, Kit is her roommate and um, she's the one who got her into, into prostitution. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, they're kind of just... And so Kit seems a little bit harder, and she's definitely, of course, doing drugs. You see that in there, and she's talking about them getting a pimp. And so it's so funny because, you know, Vivian just... Edward comes driving down the street in the Lotus who, that he can't drive, <laughs> and she goes to give him directions. And I also love, too, that he's like, yeah, can you give me directions? And when he finally agrees to it after she wants to charge him, she gets in the car. So that's another thing. I'd be like... You're on Hollywood Boulevard in this nice car. You're like, I'm assuming a millionaire. You are, and then you just allow her to get in the car right. and be like, oh, I'll show you personal. Yeah. I'd be like, no, no, get out of my car. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Well, he's, he's very naive to the world. As True. many people in his situation are. And he tells us in that scene mm -hmm. that his first car was a limo. So he yes. obviously has grown up with money. So That's he doesn't true. really know That's true. like the average person's life anyway. True. And this is his business partner, Jason Alexander's car. Anyway. Yeah. And I would think he'd... Doesn't seem to know. Yeah, he's asking her questions. Doesn't know anything about cars. She knows everything about cars. And then, you know, even when they get there and then he asks, you know, oh, what does somebody like you get for an hour? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, that he kind of just goes with it. But, again. This is funny because he's like, he asks her how much for the whole night. And she says, she says you can't you couldn't afford, afford me. And I'm like. You're in his room mm -hmm. at the Carlisle. <laughs> and you know what kind of money he has. What makes you think he wouldn't be able to afford $300? Yeah. 
Which in today's money is about $650. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing when I very first watched. Like, you know, he was like, oh, well, accompany me upstairs or whatever. She gives him 100 So, but you kind of wonder, in her brain, you know, she goes there and she's like, wow, this is huge. But probably doesn't know still how much that is. Sure. And is wondering, because at this point, she kind of doesn't know what he does for a living. They talk about that the morning after. And so, because that's when he's like, oh, it's like a billion dollars. And she's like, a billion dollars? Like, oh, wow, you don't actually have a billion dollars. But it's like, yeah, she's like, oh, you couldn't afford it. And he's like, try me. And she's like, $300. Done. And she looks shocked. And it's like, maybe you don't think somebody has that disposable income. Because maybe he's rich. Sure. But does he want to afford that? But you're right. It's very ironic. And then, of course, the next day when she's going to stay a week, it's $3,000. Yeah. And she's yeah. just kind of like, oh, I'll throw this number out there and add things up. And here we go. And a, an obscene amount of money. Really obscene. offensive. <laughs> really, really offensive. <laughs> I love that line. Oh, I love this man so much. <laughs> really offensive. Apparently, also, this movie is where I got a couple phrases that I use regularly. You know oh. how you're just watching something and you're like, oh, that's where I get that That's from. where I got it from. Like, um, I'd love to be your beck and call girl. Mm-hmm. Something I say. Yeah. And also, work it. Own Won't it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't say it anymore, but I used to. I actually still sometimes say, what's your dream? From the guy who's walking down the street at the <laughs> yeah. beginning and at the yeah. end. What's your dream? Hey, man. What's your dream? <laughs> oh, it's good. It's a good, fun movie. It is. It for sure is. Should we talk about the cast before yeah. we talk about other things? Yeah, let's talk about I mean, the cast. I don't have a lot. I, I just can list off the cast. I was I just going to say, into I, yeah. Whole bios here. We've both probably seen this movie so many times. Oh I, can I be real, real with you right now? Mm hmm. I didn't do that part of the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the movie. I almost wasn't going to because I knew I could still talk about it yeah. without. And yet. Like, late last night, I was like, oh, I can watch it free on Tubi or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, pulled it up, watched half of it last night and the rest of it this morning. Because I was like... And I just actually recently watched it. They play it on family, whatever the channel is on Cox Cable. And, you know, you don't get to hear the cussing and things change. But um, But you know what it is. I mean, I already know what they're saying. Yeah. And so, I was like... Oh, so that's why I thought, yep, I could, uh, yeah, I could definitely do it without watching it. I just wanted to watch it again because I love it. I I ran out of time because I was watching other things. And so late last night, I pulled up a bunch of YouTube videos of like random scenes, like my favorite Mm -hmm. scenes. And then I was like, I got this. Mm -hmm. Like, I I do got this. I remember every second. I've seen this movie so many times. Mm -hmm. Probably one of the reasons also, we're not really talking soundtrack, but things that you remember is when she's singing Kiss in the bathtub. I just want. Your extra time and your kiss. <laughs> and I heard or read something recently about that scene that when she went down into the bubbles, when she came back up, mm-hmm. the whole crew was gone except for one cameraman for oh. some reason. I'm not really sure what that was. About. I was like, uh, Interesting. Because I don't know if it wasn't supposed to be part of it. I have no idea. So anyway, the cast. This movie stars Mr. Richard Gere as Edward Lewis, looking quite nice. Yes, he is. This guy nice. Yeah, I think this, yeah, it was probably when I fell in love with Richard Gere. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, "Mm -hmm. how's he doing? (laughs) Yeah, he's done a lot of good movies since then. Yes. And before then. Um, Julia Roberts as Vivian Ward. And she received a Golden Globe Award. Sorry. 
She received a Golden Globe Award and Academy Award nomination for this role. And this was actually her breakout role, although she'd been in Mystic Pizza. Mm -hmm. And she had already filmed Steel Magnolias, which would be released later. But it's so weird to think about this, like, iconic movie that we've seen a bajillion times Mm -hmm. as being the first time that people saw her. Yeah. Like, most people. Because I never saw Mystic Pizza. Until later on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird that that's mm-hmm. where Julia Roberts came from. Yeah, she this is was her big break. So beautiful. She is so beautiful. That's the other reason why, yeah. Kind of doesn't fit that she's... <laughs> again, you look at her, she's prostitute. You're like, yeah, she looks amazing. I mean, she hasn't even had any, like, bruises. <laughs> right. At one point, they show her feet, and she doesn't have her toenails painted, but her toenails look great. I mean, you know, yeah. she just looks normal. That's just like, it. I'm, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you... You could be like a call girl. Yeah. A Beckett call girl. Beckett. You don't have to be a street right. prostitute. Like, isn't there like an escort service you exactly. could work for? Yeah. I mean, the only weird thing that you that actually puts her in that place is that she has to sharpie her boot at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then he says, you've got a uh, safety pin holding up your boot. You don't see that. But he's like, you make $100 an hour and you have a safety pin. First of all, I just want to say, I wouldn't know that I could have sharpied my boot, which I did, unless I had seen pretty well. Well, there you because go. Because who hasn't sharpied their boot? Yes. A sharpie, uh, yeah. Shoes I, and sweaters now that I've gotten bleach on. Oh, sure. Yeah, oh. you can sharpie just about anything. Just everything. Um, Jason Alexander plays Philip Stuckey. He is Edward's gross lawyer partner guy. Yeah. And I guess we're supposed to believe in the movie that he's the one who does all the shady dealing and crushing all of the old people and yeah. whatever. He's and like the lawyer who, yeah, the the reason you wouldn't like lawyers kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we know him as George on Seinfeld. Truth. I don't remember Jason Alexander ever playing a role of a person that I would want to be in a room with. Mm, so he true. does that role pretty well. Yeah, that's true. He definitely <laughs> does. And he's in this one, I mean, and he's younger, and he just, yeah, he does this really well, too. And, um, and of course, his wife in the movie is, uh-huh. uh, what's her name, that was on Wings. Amy Gaspach. <laughs> yes. yes. We talked about her last month in our Wings episode, and she played Casey on Wings, and she was also married to John Ritter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hector Elizondo is Barney. I love Barney. Barney is great. He's kind of dreamy. He is kind of dreamy. He's like that kind of older guy who's just like, yeah, you want to. And in the beginning, he's so funny when they, when she comes in and he like chases her down into Mm -hmm. the elevator. Oh, what? What now? And it's like (laughs) she goes to the office and, and then he's instantly like, and again, he doesn't take her crap because she, what's your name? What do you want it to be? Don't play with me, young lady. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, Vivian. He's like, oh, okay. And then I assume you're a, relative <laughs> and then she's like yeah and you are his and she's like niece <laughs> and then he instantly like sets her up with his friend at the women's clothing yeah. store you know which is great because so, he, at first he's like i want to out of my hotel. yeah but then she starts to get upset and she's like i have all this money i can't go shopping and he feels i feel like he feels a connection to her because he's in this hotel full of these rich people but mm-hmm. he is not one of them yes and she is not one of them so i think yes. he feels like she's a human being i have to That's treat her true. like a human being and, and he has to treat the rich people a certain way yes. because later when he's like giving him the message that vivian's waiting in the lounge for uh edward He's like, oh, thanks, mister. And he's like, what's his last? I can't even think of what his name. Bernard Thompson. Thompson. He's like, 
Mr. Thompson, sir, I'm the manager ma manager of the hotel. And he's trying to <laughs> he's trying to hand him a card. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm manager of the ma manager of the hotel. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, and exactly. it's true, though. Like, they have to suck up to people like that because uh -huh. he's rich. And, of course, he's, I mean, they do anything he wants. I mean, it's like, hey, send this to my room. Do this. And he's yeah. like, oh, when he leaves, you won't. You'll be leaving, too, right? You know, you don't have any uncles, other uncles staying here. But he, it's just so funny. So you're right. He's kind of like... Relates to her like and how does, you're normal. And you know what? These ladies in the shop when she goes shopping, mm -hmm. they don't make as money as much money as Barney does. Yet mm. they're acting like they're way up there. Like you don't own the store, right? You can't even shop in this store. Yeah. So don't talk down to me. Mm -hmm. Also, if somebody today walked onto Rodeo Drive and went into that store dressed like that, mm -hmm. they're probably a celebrity, so. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. And I'm thinking that, you know, you look at that, and I, I get people are like wannabe snooty, but also you're kind of thinking, like, she might, she could have a ton of money right exactly. now. I mean, what, and again, what, you don't it's, know. It's the 90s. So when, when uh, Barney calls his friends, who does he call? He calls... Bridget, played mm -hmm. by Eleanor Donahue, mm -hmm. who played Betty Anderson on Father Knows Best. I was trying to figure out, like, she's so familiar, and I was like, how do I know her? Because mm -hmm. I just watched it, and I was like, again, who is this lady? Why do I know her? Yeah, so, I watched know. a lot of Father Knows Best as a kid. Um, I'm pretty sure that Bridget, the character Bridget, has a crush on Barney. Yes. Because she's like, he's very sweet. Yes. And she is so sweet. She's like, she knows exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. She's super nice. And mm -hmm. Vivian's like, you know, he's not really my <laughs> uncle. They never, they never are, dear. <laughs> and she does because when he called and he's like, Bridget, it's Barney mm -hmm. Thompson from the store. Oh, thank you very much. He's all like, oh. Okay. I want to see <laughs> so, I know. I know those two. Bridget and Barney get together. They're so help, cute. They can help wayward people. Like, right, they can have a shot. Oh, that's oh, cute. Super cute. Uh, Ralph Bellamy plays James Morse, who's the owner of the shipbuilding company that Edward is trying to take over, and they have dinner together and, and whatever, and he's yes. charmed by Vivian because she's yes. so real. Um, unfortunately, Pretty Woman was his last movie, and he passed away in November of 91 at age 87. Mm. But he did have a long list of film credits. Yeah, I saw that this was his last performance. I was like, oh, exactly. And he was. He was great, too, because, yeah, he's very grandpa-ish. Like, he's just, and they're at dinner, and she's trying to be all, like, I have to learn my forks, and I have to know yeah, what to he do. Is and he's just like, I don't know about you, but I can't ever keep the forks straight. And he picks up the watercress sandwich or whatever it is, and he's, like, eating it, and she's just like, oh, okay, so then she does that. And then the other two are like, ha, ha, ha. So like, I bet you in like the next part of the next chapter of Vivian and Edward mm -hmm. they get married and she helps him in these business dealings to make it more personable and make yes. it less painful for him to take over these little companies I think you're right oh that's I what I right. imagine that is exactly how their life should be the manager of the clothing store who is good at sucking up is Larry Miller mm -hmm. and he plays a very similar character in all kinds of stuff that I didn't write down yeah, he also seems familiar, but yeah, he's all about like, oh, he, Edward's like, we're going to spend an obscene amount of money in here. And the guy's face is like, oh, and then later he goes, when you say obscene, I mean, are we talking just, you know, mildly or really offensive? He's like, really offensive. And he goes, oh, I like him so much. And then she takes that poor guy's tie. Yeah. And all I can think is, what if that was a gift? 
She's like Edward with like that tie. Well, like, how do you know? You've known him for six days. You've exactly. seen six ties. But I love how the uh, the guy's like, give her the tie. Just give her the tie. And it's like a salesman guy. But you're <laughs> right. Like, what if that was like, that was a tie for my mom and she just passed away. And how much does she that? need for six days? Like, cause doesn't she leave it all there? Well, she goes into those stores and it seems like she buys a lot. But then when you see her walking, she's only carrying like two garment bags and like three or four other like smaller bags which was probably all man, lingerie there is a man who walks into the hotel ahead of her in the hotel yeah and he's got a couple of the boxes and stuff but i'm just thinking that was a lot of shoes so yeah i don't know it seems like she probably got a, a daytime and an evening outfit for every day out of it but even at the end when she's leaving, she didn't have that much stuff. Yeah, so. she had like an armful mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Some other actors who were considered for the roles of Vivian and Edward mm. include Karen Allen, who was the love interest in Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, Daryl Hannah, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Molly Ringwald. Oh, wow. For Edward, Christopher Reeve. Oh, oh right. interesting. I would have liked that. Mm -hmm. uh, Denzel Washington, mm. Kevin Klein, Al Pacino. Oh, weird. Which I can't see. Burt no. Reynolds, which I really can't see. Oh, wow. Unless he was like an oil tycoon. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't get the sensitive vibe, but maybe that was yeah. before they decided to make him sensitive. Right, I was going to say, he'd have been definitely way more hardcore. That would yeah. have been, hmm. And Charles Grodin, who mm. I really liked in The Muppet caper but i can't mm. picture him in this role because i've always pictured him old so interesting laura san giacomo who plays kit is did i not mention her did i skip over her I'm so we talked sorry. about her a little and i can't remember if you just said that's who played her or whatever but laura san giacomo is so she's just so funny and she's the one uh again she got vivian into this and then she meets up with her at the hotel um toward the end and of course she's just like oh I didn't want to hug you back there I don't want to wrinkle you and <laughs> she's just going on and on and then realizes she could tell by the way Vivian's talking that she's fallen in love and so she's just like oh my god did you kiss him on the mouth she's like you're so in love with him did I not teach you anything and yeah they're just like well maybe it'll work out and Vivian's like no it doesn't work out for anybody and so yeah I love Kit though because she's just so real and she's not you know she wants her to go with her too because at the end she thinks she's going to like move to San Francisco and she tries and Kit's like oh not leave all this not in a million and so yeah Kit's definitely okay with her life she's just like I'm just going to stay here she doesn't get jealous or mad mm -mm. I hope that when Vivian and Edward get married mm -hmm. that she moved Kit to live with her because mm -hmm. she needs a friend because she's stuck with all these rich people now. Right. Who's she even going to talk to? Yeah. Because they're not going to look at her the she's same. She's going to need a friend for sure. Right. So this actress also was nominated for several awards for her role in Sex, Lies, and Videotape the year before Pretty Woman came oh. out. And in 1990, she was in three movies, Pretty Woman, Vital Signs, and Quigley Down Under. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've heard of... Either of those. I think Quickly Down Under was like a Crocodile Dundee type of movie. Oh. That is um, Pretty Woman. I think the most romantical scene in the movie is in the with like with the piano. 
Yeah, that was another thing I was going to say as far as, like, he is so rich, he basically controls everything that yeah. goes on in the hotel. Yeah. So he's like, here, I have this whole room with this yeah. piano, and nobody's going to bother us. No. And, and people are cleaning and doing things, and it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And he's in there playing the piano, and then she comes down, because she'd fallen asleep watching movies, and then... Um, she comes there and is like talking to him, and he's like, "Will you please leave us?" And everyone just leaves the room. All these right. people who work at the hotel are like, "Oh, I guess we better go." We They're don't not to... over in the corner sleeping yeah, the carpet. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you know, they were too. Cause they're like, we know what's about to happen right here. They're like vacuuming the walls. Yeah. <laughs> like, hmm, or all out to just with their, you know, ear at the door. So yeah, she's like, "Oh, people always do what you tell them to do." And then she's like, "I guess so," because he's all. So yeah, super and she sits on the piano because she's always sitting on things. Like she sits on the breakfast she, table. Yeah, tries he's to. Like there's four other chairs here. <laughs> she sits on the glass counter at the good yeah. store. Like oh, does it on that, honey? <laughs> and yeah, that was cute. She's always trying to be like informal. So and that was funny because it really made her into a non-refined person early on because mm -hmm. she fidgets all the time. She slouches. And then you get to the point where they go to the opera, and then she's like super. Oh. She's like learned how to walk now, and she's and very. She come, they uh, come out of the elevator, and everybody's looking yeah. at her, it's and all of them are like, "Oh my goodness!" And I'm like, "That's not how that went. That's not how that went." Those women, those women were like, were like "I've been working in this hotel, <laughs> my with rich guys this whole time, and this hooker came along, and now she's wearing a necklace that costs more than eight times my right. salary." And they're like. <laughs> She ain't even that pretty. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Everyone's cheesy. Everyone's like, yeah. oh, look, they all nudge each other. Look, look, look. How beautiful. Yeah, you know, no. no. Those ladies are like. <laughs> well, maybe they ha maybe they did that because, uh, you know, Mr. Thompson was around and whatever. Right. And then they're like, I'll fix my face. Hey, hey, can, hey, 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 Cindy, can you come in the back room with me? We're like, oh, that's stupid, <laughs> I have like a completely different viewing of this movie now. I'm that's like, so true. Mm. Oh man, that's awesome. It's funny how things change when you get older. Yeah. But I no, I'll still let it More be cynical. the sweet romantical movie yes. that I love. You have to have that willing suspension of yes. disbelief as to just let it go so you can be happy about it. And it's so funny. Like when this movie came out, I would have been like twelve, mm -hmm. and. I just think, yeah, you, it becomes part of your childhood of seeing something and then you were thought that like, then things, everything just turns out great and this could happen. Yeah, and it's, beautiful. it's more of a like, you don't want to give somebody false hope with something like this, but it's more along like reaffirming, you should just have dreams and this could happen for you. Your sure. fantasy could come true because she talks about her fantasy. Mm -hmm. Her fantasy was her mom used to lock her like in her room when she was bad. And she would imagine that a white horse, a guy on a white horse came up with his sword drawn and would rescue her from the tower. And she tells him that. And then at the end when they decide, you know, then he comes up in the limo and does that. Yeah. And it's like... And rescues her, and she rescues him right back. And it's like that—that that gives you like the thought that hey, remember when you were a child and you had like this this dream and your mm -hmm. fantasy? It's still kind of the same thing. I mean, he technically still rescues her, but it's because they fall in love, yes. and, uh, and yeah, everything works out, and it's wonderful. Yeah, it's the feeling at the end. Mm -hmm. Everything is wonderful. The people who hate rom coms don't understand. True. If you are True. hating on rom-coms because they're cheesy, it's because you don't have enough 
willing suspension of disbelief. Very much so. Very much so. And I also have to say kudos to Daryl, who's the limo driver. And he... So Mr. Thompson, of course, is like, uh, Daryl will take you to the airport. Oh, by the way, he drove Miss Vivian home earlier. And he's just like mm-hmm. staring yeah, at him yeah, like, yeah. Mm, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and so I know then, where she lives. And again, yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, he'll take you right there. And it's so funny because he's like, yep. And then Daryl, I mean, and does Daryl must work for the hotel? So it's like, okay. Uh, see, I and always then, thought he worked for Edward. Well, I thought so too. But I guess if Edward's just in town on business, yeah. that would make more so sense. So, me, in which, you know, and then because the limo was backed in the very beginning when he drives Stucky's car, he's like, oh, the limo's backed into there. And mm-hmm. so maybe, yeah, when he came to town, the limo just got to take him. Well, if he's that rich and they suck up to him that much, maybe that's mm-hmm. what happens. So, yeah, the fact that Daryl's just thinking to himself, like, oh, and then he takes him to get flowers, then he drives him there, and then he stands outside all cheesy, like, oh, look, <laughs> <laughs> these two just got together. And he's another one, probably like, oh, man, this guy gets all people. the beautiful ladies because he's got money. <laughs> right. Let me drive you to the fire escape. <laughs> oh, you don't want the silver limo? You want the white limo? Right. Hold on, let me go get Let's the white limo. Let's go get limo. that. Oh, okay. your, your shoes are now on the roof of my limo? <laughs> right. Okay, great, thanks. Seriously. He got his dirty feet on the seat probably white seats yeah now he's got to clean it yeah poor (laughs) daryl again we need a movie about the staff of the car lot that's true yes oh my god that's we need to pitch that be like hey let's go back and do that oh we do have to talk about too that this um this is hank azaria's first talking yeah part in a move in a role they I read that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the the last time I watched it, because sometimes I just forget, because sometimes you don't even watch the beginning. Like, you're kind of like, right. eh, you're like, nah. Yeah. And then he's the detective Albertson or whatever his name is, and he's, there's a dead body. So, of course, and then he's, like, talking to the tourists. Like, what are you doing? What are you from the press? And they're like, oh, no, we're from Orlando. And they're, like, <laughs> filming a dead body. So I always love that part, Yeah, too. I love to see people, and I'm like, I know him. Exactly. I mean, I'm I like, don't oh. know him, but I know him. Like, and That's Phoebe's boyfriend. It's all it's the scientist. The man. beginning part. And you're like, oh, the beginning of his life is this movie, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, and then he goes on to do so much other stuff. It, you know what it is? It's because you, you can see a movie that you love like a hundred times but only see the beginning of the movie like 50 times yes. because you'll you'll find it on TV and yep. you'll just start watching it. And sometimes you think things are inconsequential. So like this one, it's like when Vivian's leaving her apartment, she's getting ready. You already know what's going to happen but she's not talking to anybody. You just see her getting ready. Although, that's the other thing I wrote down. She starts to go down the stairs and she, she looks through the railings and she sees the landlord talking to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if you don't pay, uh, you're going to be out of here. You don't really see this guy's face, but I hear his voice. It's got to be Mr. Heckles. I didn't look that up, but I swear to you. Oh, that's funny. That's who it is. And I was like, oh my God. Again, same thing. You don't really watch the beginning of that yeah. or really pay attention and I just happened to be starting it up, and I was watching. I'm like, oh. Especially at the time when it's new, and you haven't seen these people a million times. Oh, yeah. We hadn't seen Hank Azaria, so yeah. we were like, there's some have recognized him. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, some guy who doesn't matter. He's just an extra. Yeah. Like, so every time you see it after that, if you're mm-hmm. not looking, you're just like, oh. You're like, oh, I didn't pay attention. Big deal. Yeah, good movie. I recommend it to all rom-com lovers, and I don't care what anybody says. Me neither. It's such a good movie. And the same thing. It's just one of those where it's so 
ingrained in us and uh yeah i could watch it over and over and again it's one that we could probably say word for word and yeah i am no, gonna put the soundtrack it. on in my car now i know because now i, I need know. to, I to do to that again. too and yeah, i really so love good. lauren wood she has a lot of good uh like soulful music so if you look her up she's amazing i will have to think of that Cole. I think these guys want everybody wants to hire us to um, <laughs> sing for them because we're so good at it. We should put out. Remember, um, like the drugstores used to sell those tapes that were like four dollars of movie songs, but they weren't really the real movie songs. They were just mm -hmm. some rando people doing yep. them. We should do an album. I got tricked into buying those one. Time, oh, I'm I pretty did sure. Too. So yeah. I got a James Bond. I was like, oh my goodness, three dollars for all the James Bond soundtracks. It's fine. When you're like, if you yeah. listen to it right, you can pretend. But mm -hmm. we, sh yeah, let's put out an album of TV theme songs. Yeah, just us singing. Yes. No instruments. Yep, just no us. Nothing, just us. Singing. That was the other one I forgot about. Was King of Wishful Thinking. Yeah. I don't need to oh, what was that band? What was that band? As they were. Uh, go west. Go west. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well. I guess we can wrap up this movie tangent. I think so. If everyone could please come follow us on the TikToks and the Twitters and the Instagrams and the Facebook, the Facebooks, and drop us a line and say hi. We also have a newsletter. If you look in our um, show notes, you can sign up for our newsletter, and we'll tell you every month what's coming up that mm, month. Yeah, and any other news we have to share. We also have a Patreon uh, where you can support the show and you can make comments on the episodes and get extra episodes and it's a lot of fun. Bonus fun stuff. We give you all kinds of bonus stuff. And I think that you can do that for $2 a month ooh, ooh, ooh. is our lowest tier. I like it. So hit us up. Hit us up, y'all, and give us your feedback as always. Okay, thanks for coming back to the show, and uh, let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Clink, clink. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review and also subscribe so you won't miss an episode. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We love to hear from our listeners. For additional content, check us out at patreon.com slash tvtangents. your feet. Cut me to, to the, the bone. bone. I don't remember. And I don't miss the way that you kiss me. We were never carved in stone. Oh, we're good. <laughs> <laughs>